so delighted to be with you today, and I know God has amazing things to encourage you with today. And one of the verses that God dropped in my heart for you is in Psalms 94, verse 18, and it says, When my anxious thoughts multiplied within me, your consolations delight my soul. Some of you watching right now, you've got a lot of anxious thoughts, and they're multiplying. It's like they just keep going more and more and more. And it's like you're on this gerbil wheel of worry and concern and fretting and anxiety. Some of you are struggling right now from anxiety attacks. And the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you that He can set you free from those anxiety attacks and that worry and that anxiousness. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you. And we want to also thank our partners. Partners, you're so helpful, mm. so valuable to us. We are deeply grateful for who you are and your partnership with us to cover the earth with the word. Thank you again and again. And mom, we have oh, an amazing guest. Oh, Deborah Smith Pagay with Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. You know, to me, Deborah's where the rubber meets the road. And all of us have been moved by our emotions, or we've been moved by people and gotten into crazy things because we didn't listen to God. Oh, we have a high IQ. We know the Bible well, but we made some dumb emotions, dumb choices because we did them out of our emotions. So she's going to be sharing this with you today. And this is the book that she has. Now, every book Deborah has, I love because they work in all kinds of situations and circumstances, and they are totally built around the word. Plus, she's a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, when she comes, you laugh, you listen, and you receive because you see how wonderfully God's word can work. We are so excited and we want you to come with us. Oh my goodness, this is a trip of a lifetime. We're going to Hungary and Dubai with a special day trip to Abu Dhabi and a day trip to Vienna. Holy buckets, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be the trip of a lifetime, not just for where we go, but what God will do in your heart. And God will use you because in Dubai, we are going to be ministering to pastors and leaders. And listen, we're going to have a healing meeting. That means God wants to use your hands and use you for healing. And Hungary, oh my goodness, Hungary, that church of 180,000 and the worship there, you will think you've gone to heaven. It's so outstanding. I've been going to that church since 89 when they had like 700 people. Now. They have 180,000 in Central Europe. And of course, Budapest, oh, it's such a gorgeous country. Please call in and go with us. I have never met anyone who said, I'd love to be stupid. I think everyone, everyone wants to be bright. Everyone wants to be smart. Everyone wants to make wise decisions. Why wouldn't you? You know, so I looked at this book, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. And I thought, this is really good. And I looked at it thinking of myself. You know, what's the best choice I ever made? So I'm kind of going back, you know, to my childhood, to my mother, my father, things like that. But I want to tell you, the best choice I ever made was when I received Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. How old was us? I was 16 years old, and I went to a youth camp, and I had heard about Jesus, and you know, I, I felt like I loved him, but I didn't know I could have him in my heart. 
that he died for my sins and arose from the dead. And if I would repent of my sins and invite him to come into my heart, he would come into my heart and he would never leave me nor forsake me. I was 16 at that time. I'm 86 now, about to have another birthday. And I can tell you, he has never left me nor forsaken me. And I have had an extravagant life. And I would like to lead you in that prayer. You know, I believe it's the most important prayer because it not only works here, but also you have heaven. Are you ready? I want to pray with you. And I'm very serious about this. So put your hand on your heart. Say, Father, I believe that you love me. You have a wonderful plan for my life. I know that you died for my sins and you arose from the dead, Jesus. So I invite you now to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. I thank you. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. And I have eternal life. Amen. That is the most important prayer, important decision of your whole life. And if you prayed that prayer, and maybe you recommitted your life, it wasn't the first time you prayed the prayer, but you recommitted your life, I would love for you to call us because we'd like to pray with you, just put you on a hit list and hit you with the anointing of God that he does such special things. So thank you for joining me in praying the best prayer you've ever prayed. And Sarah, I like this. Smart people can make dumb choices. Tell us about this book because we have Deborah Smith Pagay with us. I think the best guest in the world. Yeah. Deborah, why did you write this book? Well, well I actually wrote it because I, I wrote it in conjunction with another minister, and he often talks about people making dumb choices, even though they're bright people. And so it dawned to me that, you know what? Listen, you really can, no matter what your intellect is, you can let certain emotions cause you to make a dumb choice. And I've made several. <laughs> so I thought I'd share that experience. Sure. And, and now I'm wiser. I'm yes. wiser because I'm allowing the word to be the light that I walk by. So we don't have to just think, oh, I'm so stupid. I made this dumb choice. I'm locked into it forever. Not no, locked. Not, not locked. Not locked. And shame comes with that. Shame. Lots of emotions come with making a, a dumb choice. A dumb choice, choice cuz you're like, yeah. I knew better than that. Yeah. Why did I do this again? Da, 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 da. But when you peel the onion, and I, I love doing that in my own life. I say peel the onion. I keep layering it back. Now, why did I do that? I remember I made a dumb financial choice many years ago when I was about 25 and I had gotten out of college and, and my church was a church where they didn't really embrace education. In fact, they taught that people who were educated were educated fools. And so I didn't want to be rejected by them. So I let people use my credit cards Ooh. and one lady, I oh. let, yeah, I did. Cause oh. I, wanted, I wanted them to like me. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. yeah. You see, so it was this fear of rejection and alienation that caused me to do that. Well, I know that later on, but at that time, I wanted them to know, look, I'm just one of you. I'm not trying to be all that. And so that was a dumb financial choice. I would never make that decision today, but it was, it was then. But I understood it when I peeled the onion of my emotions. Like, what was at the root of that? So you see, and, and a lot of us do that. Women, some women make choices giving men money. Why? I want them to like me. Oh. Oh, didn't it just make you crazy? <laughs> but some, some, you might be watching right now, and it's hard for you to sort of speak, peel the onion. 
you might have made some really stupid decisions and now you're living in the shame of it. And what happens is we get quagmired in that shame and then we can't peel the onion and think, what was the core of it? Why did I do this? So if you're living in shame right now from bad decisions, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would set you free from the shame of that decision. But also we want to pray for you that God would lead you into truth. And when you do, of course, grab a couple copies of Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. This will be super helpful to you. And Deborah, in here, I love part two, emotions that drive dumb choices. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is like a fantastic <laughs> like encyclopedia, right? Yeah, yeah. A lexicon of stupid choices and the motives behind them. And it's just a, it's just a, a start. <laughs> I just listed 10. Uh, 10 emotions that will tend to drive a bad decision. Anger. You have a lot of people in prison today because in a, in a fit of anger, oh. they did something they really shouldn't have done. You know, and you think about that. Why, why was my anger like that? You know, anger is an emotion of protest. What was happening that was so bad that I was protested it in a way that didn't, didn't serve me well? Yeah, you can do that. You have freeway shootings, and I'm always amazed at that. But those are the kinds of things, uh, you know, people cut you off in, in Los Angeles recently, some, all the time, really. But somebody followed a, a guy who had cut him off and shot him and just shot oh. him. It's like, really, really? Were you that upset about that? Why did you do that? Did, I mean, was something else working in your life? Did you feel that disrespected? Because I was wondering, what was the emotion at the, at the core of that? Because anger really is a secondary emotion. Mm -hmm. You don't feel anger first. You feel something else. You either feel like you've been used or, or rejected or whatever, and then you, you're protesting that. You, you see that? Yes. And so it's a secondary emotion. We call that a secondary emotion. So I'm thinking, what was working in that person's life that he chose to respond that way? But it's one of those emotions, again, that can cause you to make a bad choice. But, you know, I think it's this fear of rejection and loneliness. That's one of the biggest ones. That's one of the biggest emotions that will cause you to make a dumb choice. And we've seen that, and maybe you are experiencing that right now. You feel rejected. You feel lonely. You feel like you don't have friends. Who am I? I don't really have an image. And call us for prayer, because God made you in His image. That's pretty wonderful. And the more I see who he is in me, oh my goodness, the more I fall in love with him. So call us for prayer. But Sarah, they need to get the book because you can get prayer and that's just quick. But if you have the book, you've got like a missionary in your hand. You can keep reading it. Plus, you know smart people who make dumb choices and maybe it's in your family and you can't say some things to them or they would have a fit, but you can give a book to them. It's a good thing. Get two or three books when you call in. Tell us some more, Deborah. You're so well, you good can, with this. You can make bad, bad health choices. I have a friend whose mom uh, developed breast cancer, but she, when she found the, the, the knot in her breast, it was the size of a pea. She was too scared to go to the doctor. She made a choice. She was going to ignore it. Oh. And she passed away. I'm sure she passed away prematurely. But we, we can do that. We can, we can just ignore it. We put our heads in the sense, I don't want the bad news. I, I fear the bad news. And so you make a bad health choice. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I say I make a bad health choice when I work late instead of working out. <laughs> that's, that's a bad decision. Right. Yeah. Right. You, you know the consequences of that. Well, you don't get enough sleep consistently. And I saw so I've actually had to repent to God for just abusing my health like that.
you know, and, and we can do that. And, and a lot of people in ministry do that because you're so busy trying to help everybody else. But you got to secure your own oxygen mask first, just the way they tell you to do that's it on the airplane. They tell you. Secure your own that's mask. Good. When you don't, that's, that's a dumb choice when you choose not to do that. Well, let's peel the onion a little bit. Okay. And we may not have enough time to kind of <laughs> do this here, but we'll come back and do it. Okay. But so when we make those choices of staying up late, working long, extra hours, you know, and we're abusing our body, you know, we're not taking care of securing our own oxygen mask. Peel the onion back and what what would you say would be, what's the reason behind that? Well, Why? In my case, when I was working on a job, I liked the fact that people thought I was always on top of everything. It made you feel good. And, and, and I liked the exaltation I got mm -hmm. from people saying, she is so good at mm -hmm. that work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it makes you feel significant, significant and valuable yes. and important. Right. And you're not getting that from Jesus. You're not getting it from Jesus. Oh, for you right now watching, some of you just had an epiphany like, <laughs> bing, the light went on. Oh my goodness, I'm doing all kinds of crazy things because I'm not finding my source in Jesus. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. Number one, we want to pray that you walk in truth because the Holy Spirit will lead you into truth. And number two, we want to pray for you to have revelation and uh, freedom. <laughs> Even smart people can make dumb choices. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Deborah Pagay's book, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. This book highlights real-life dumb choices of ordinary people and biblical characters, explores 10 emotions that drive such choices, and reveals seven secrets for making great decisions. You'll discover the keys that will keep you on the road to embracing the right relationships, gathering the right information, establishing clear objectives, thinking outside the box, choosing the right path. We'll also send you Sarah's CD, New Beginnings. Sarah's inspired message will fill you with a renewed hope that your future can be different, regardless of your past. And to complement this great resource, we'll include Marilyn and Sarah's two CD set, A New You. These inspirational messages will show you how to reverse the generational curses the enemy has planted in your life. We'll also include the Spiritual Life Scripture Card for quick reference and encouragement. Call or click today for this valuable resource. Mama, what do you see saw me suffer? When I wandered states of night. My friends, the adults, did things they don't want me to see. When you can see my ribs on when my hair was falling out. We're so glad you're with us. And uh, God dropped this verse in my heart to share with you. And it's in Job 20, verse 12. And it says, Because he knew no quiet within him. He does not retain anything he desires. Mm. And so many times we don't keep the quiet on the inside and there's this sense of God's presence on the inside. And so because we don't facilitate and cultivate that, seek first the kingdom of God, then it's like we're just chasing after the wind. We're just struggling to get something that's, that's like a mirage. You know, it's elusive and it's like I can never ha quite have enough. I never keep it, I never retain it. 
you might be watching right now and you might feel that way. You're like, man, I work super hard, but it just seems like I'm never ultimately satisfied and fulfilled. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that you would know quiet on the inside. And so you wouldn't be controlled by external uh, pursuits and deceptions as well. And this book that, Deborah, you've written, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices, <laughs> baby, <laughs> super helpful because it speaks to the motives in our hearts yes. and peeling the onion. And the motives are so critical. I, that's why I love Psalm 51 when David has sinned with Bathsheba and he said, oh God, help me, don't take your spirit. But in Psalm 51, 6, he says, behold, you desire truth, truth in, in the, the inward, inward part. You don't want me to lie to myself. Right I got to be true to myself. And when we talked about uh, why we work too much or whatever and we get in that significance from the accolades, it reminded me of that scripture in John where it says among the, the chief uh, priests and the rulers, many believed on Jesus, but they didn't confess him lest no. they should be put out of the synagogue. Right. But they love the praise of men mm -hmm. more than the praise of God. Mm -hmm. And you have to really ask yourself, do I love the praise of men more? Well, this is how you can tell if you do. What are you doing more? Are you spending more time trying to please God? Or are you spending more time trying to please men? And if you're in that space, you just say, help me, Lord, help me. Thank you for the revelation of it. Now I want to forsake it. Give me the power to forsake it. So this is a book of real revelation. Yeah. Really? Yes. To your motives. We, yes. And, and you have to know your why. You have to know your why and be honest about your why right. in any decision. Right. So we can be smart people. Intellectually. Because, no, but we can be smart people spiritually. <laughs> yes. Because we listen to him on the inward man. Ah, I love it. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. So you say, well, I'm doing some dumb things and I just keep doing them over and over and over. Well, call us for prayer. We're not going to counsel you. But that pattern can be broken. Really, it can. And get the book. You know, I probably read three or four books a week. I love to read. But why? Because I don't want to be stupid. <laughs> and you don't either. So get several books. Call in for prayer and get several books. Because God doesn't want us to be dumb. Not really. You know, you say, well, God loves dumb people. Yeah, he does, because he wants to make them smart. And I'd also say this. One of the things I love about this book is part two discusses motives. Motives. And all these different motives. And you hit it. I think you hit kind of the, the trifecta or whatever, the core of it, the crosshairs of these yeah, yeah. core motives. But, Deborah, can you speak to us about fear as a motive? And oh you talked about goodness. that with the lady in the mm -hmm. breast cancer. But I think it's not only those kinds of physical things, but there's a boatload. I don't oh, think yeah. we appreciate how much fear we manage to fear. Yes, because fear is probably the most driving emotion in our culture today. People fear being left out. People fear being feel fear looking bad. You fear um, just just losing losing relationship. You know you'll get envious if you see your friend now has another friend, and all of a sudden I'm feeling I'm going to lose out. And it amazes me to see fear operate in the church that way. I see pastors who fear people might leave, and I'm thinking you can't preach faith and then fear those kinds of things. You don't let people lead in a way that's you know will help them to develop. All of these things are based in fear. And this is what Goliath, when he told David, he said, listen, you guys, send somebody out here to fight me. This is what he told the Israelite army. Send somebody. And he says, and if you fight me and kill me, we will be your servants. In other words, I say this fear, this fear is a giant. And he's saying, listen, if you don't prevail over me, you're going to serve me. Right. Mm -hmm. He said, but if I prevail over you, then I'll be subject to you. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we got to understand when fear is working. What is fear? It's anticipating a negative outcome, dreading a loss. So you got to ask yourself, now, why am I fearing? What do I think that I'm going to lose? 
Because the truth of the matter is, nobody can take anything away from us. The, the, the scripture says in, I think it's Psalm 16, 5, He guards all that is mine. God does. He guards all that is mine. I don't have to fear losing anything. God is guarding it. Imagine that. God is the chief of security when it comes to the things That's He's true. given you. So He guards all that is mine. I don't have to anticipate those negative things because God is guarding it. The other thing I think people where people get into fear as well, and it's an easy fat pitch, is watching all kinds of the news programs. And news, when you watch and you take an inventory of the quantity of fear, I mean, at the core oh, of it, yeah. fear about the economy, fear right. about yes. nuclear fallout, fear about, you know, this happening, fear about, you know, global warming. And I'm not saying all this stuff doesn't happen, but so much. And when we feed ourselves that, that steady stream yes we're just victims waiting to happen we are and, and if we're gonna if we're gonna watch that kind of stuff then we're gonna have to do a double duty on the word exactly. so that we can replace all those thoughts and say but God we got to be able to say but God and this is what I do because I watch news yes. a certain amount of time and I believe we can change the news mm. so I don't just watch it I pray and change the news yes. and that's very key for us and I've done that for years and watched God change the news. I love it, Marilyn. I we really can be a news yes. changer. Yes, I think we should watch the news with that antenna, even if we exactly. pass by an accident or something. We saw an accident oh. on our way here, and my my person who's traveling with me just began to immediately just decree that right. you know something, nothing bad was going to come out of that. But I think it's important to watch the news and put that on your prayer list, whatever the the stories exactly. are, whether it's sex trafficking or nuclear exactly. arms deals or whatever. Let's put that on there. I believe that God has held back a lot because people are praying. We're news changers. Yes, I do. I You're a news changer. And you say, I don't know how to do it. Come on, call us for prayer. We'll pray with you that you'll get out of that fear and anxiety of the news and get into faith in changing the news. Yes. And you say, well, that's nice. You know, prayer works and it can happen in a moment. But then we want you to get the book because the book keeps you cooking. Why smart people make dumb choices? You know, I have to look at some stupid choices, but I can also look at some cool ones. And so this helps me listen to his voice, follow the right path, don't get nervous and upset when people think I'm an idiot, you know. So sometimes I have to say, God loves idiots. This will help you know that God loves dumb people and helps them to be smart people. So get the book, let us pray with you, and Sarah, this is a wonderful thing about dumb relationship choices. And Marilyn, let me define what we mean by dumb. Please. Because we just mean not capable, not not using the the skills that you have available to you, you that you could really could have. You you are not a victim of your choice. Right. You just didn't use the information that was available in light of the consequences of that. And sometimes we're short-sighted. We don't think through the consequences. It's like a, a man who decides he's going to have an affair. He's not thinking through the consequences. Mm, exactly. How is this going to impact my family, uh, the other people in my circle of love? So a lot of times, you know, again, we're intellectually smart, but, but when it comes to spiritual things and, and, and disciplining the flesh, we sometimes go with the flesh. And that's dumb. And that's dumb. That's, and we're not saying, you're not saying it's an IQ No, it's not shortfall. an IQ issue. Right. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I'm illiterate. Right. That's not what you mean by dumb. Right. Or that you didn't have the choice. 
you know. You, All right. Yeah, you see, I mm -hmm. chose. You mm -hmm. got to be able to say that. And when you mess up like that and you've come through it, it's really good to share that with somebody. I know we like to present sometimes this image that I'm just, you know, I just make all the right choices. I, I really glory in sharing my failures. Because, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because That's it where helps I people. learned. Yeah. You, yeah. And you do that as well. Learning. You guys do that. Yeah. I mean, I made a bad financial choice when I used to insist on having a certain kind of car, and the car just required tremendous repairs. It was just the dumbest choice, and I kept thinking, but I was getting my self-worth from that. It was a status car, and I wanted people to know I had worked hard and, and gained the right to drive this car, by golly. <laughs> Right, and you got to peel the onion. Yeah. And like you said, Psalms 51, verse 6, God desires truth in the inner man. Amen. You might be watching right now, and I just want to, I want to pray with you for a quick moment that the Holy Spirit would lead you into truth. Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. And for some of you watching right now, there's internal, there's an internal conflict and deception, and you're trying to discern what's the Holy Spirit and where's the deception. So I want to pray with you right now. Father, I thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. we acknowledge that you're the spirit of truth. And so I pray for each of us watching right now that you would turn up the volume of truth in our hearts, truth in the inner man. We want to walk with you and we want you to lead us into truth. So we surrender, we repent uh, for trying to do our own thing and go our own way. We follow you. We lean into you for your truth in Jesus' name. Thank you for doing this, and amen. And I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website, grab a couple of copies, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. Oh my goodness, this is super helpful. Even smart people can make dumb choices. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Deborah Pagay's book, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. This book highlights real-life dumb choices of ordinary people and biblical characters, explores 10 emotions that drive such choices, and reveals seven secrets for making great decisions. You'll discover the keys that will keep you on the road to embracing the right relationships, gathering the right information, establishing clear objectives, thinking outside the box, choosing the right path. We'll also send you Sarah's CD, New Beginnings. Sarah's inspired message will fill you with a renewed hope that your future can be different, regardless of your past. And to complement this great resource, we'll include Marilyn and Sarah's two CD set, A New You. These inspirational messages will show you how to reverse the generational curses the enemy has planted in your life. We'll also include the Spiritual Life Scripture Card for quick reference and encouragement. Call or click today for this valuable resource. I can tell you would like for Deborah Pagay to pray for you. I can tell it because you think, oh, she's a woman of faith. Pray for me. So pray for us, please. Yes. Father, we want to thank you that your word tells us that it is a light unto our path and a lamp for our feet. We thank you so much, God, for loving us so much that you will allow us to access your wisdom. Lord, we don't want to make dumb choices. We mm. want to honor you in all that we say and do and think. And so today, Lord, we come presenting to you every decision that is to be made. We acknowledge you, Lord, so that you may indeed direct our paths. God calls us to really to seek your face and not to say what we want and go that path. But Lord, we want to honor you. And we just want to thank you right now, Lord, because you are the God of everything. And we say yes to your way. Help us to understand our why. Help us to understand, God, when we are not honoring you. And we want you to be pleased with our choices in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That is so good. And we want to encourage you, um, just hop on the phone, get on the website. Of course, we love to pray for you. And while you're on the phone, 
grab this book, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. And I'd encourage you as well, don't just grab one copy, get a couple of copies, because all of us from time to time, we've made dumb choices, and you have friends, neighbors, and relatives, you're like, well, I don't know, they might feel like offended if I give them dumb choices. But really, <laughs> the end of the day is you're giving them a resource, right. a tool, some kind of help, so that they can understand, why do I keep doing some of this stuff? So hop on the phone, get it on the website, grab a couple of copies, Why Smart People Make Dumb Choices. It will hugely help you today.